back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And what's going on? Uh, you know. <laughs> I can't stop thinking, singing, thinking, and singing <laughs> Billie Eilish in my head. It's good I, stuff. I can't stop talking about it. I'm Barry, I, I have to be honest, Barry, a friend is the only one I've heard. That's so good. Oh, my God. It's easy to just put that song on repeat. So dark. It is so dark and so good. Oh, guys. Last week's episode, probably one of our favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. We had so much fun making it, so we hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Rachel has really bad allergies, so if you hear her snivel, that is why. That is why. Allergies Sorry, are real. So. so hopefully Rachel pulls through. We're all <laughs> praying for her because we're very religious here. Thank you next. Pray for me. Light Thoughts a candle. Thoughts and prayers for <laughs> allergy season. All right. So let's jump into this week's episode. My story could be a survival story. Ooh. Yeah. So we start this story with Alex. He's 73 from Pittsburgh. He is a widower and just moved to the penis of America, Florida. <laughs> America's wang. America's penis, Florida. He moved to Florida to be closer to his son because he had recently had some health issues, strokes. He had fallen and had to have knee surgery. So it was easier for his son to just like be right there. Mm -hmm. Alex kept himself, but was super sarcastic and had like a really funny personality, but all his friends were back in Pittsburgh. So he spent a lot of time online chatting with them because he just really hadn't made friends in Florida. So when he moved to Florida, he had to start over. So he got really lonely and he had been married two times before and had been single for 10 years since his last marriage. So since it had been a long time and he hadn't been with anyone, he starts using online to start expanding his love life and his friendships. I gotcha. So this place takes place in 2004. I don't know why this shocked me, but Alex knew shit about computers. And he was like, how do I find online dating websites? And I feel like in 2004, like that's really savvy, especially for a 73 year old. Oh my God. I was, I graduated high school in 2004. I graduated 2005. And I was thinking, like, do I even know about online dating things? I, that's what I'm trying to think. We were all still learning how to type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like using AIM to get on our typing skills, which really, truly, oh, it why truly helped. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just feel like my parents know zero about technology. I'm constantly, even friends. My, I mean, my dad is so technically savvy. He always mm -hmm. has been. I guess and that. Then. My older brother and my younger brother, they yeah, get it from exactly. him too. What about your mom? Uh, not so much. Yeah, I feel like, but 73, like, computers are still so new. Like, that's so weird to me that he, like, I don't know. Maybe he was just a very smart man. So, he finds himself on a Christian dating website. So, in October of 2004, he gets a message from Melissa. She's 69. Nice. <laughs> and lives in Prince Edward Island, Canada. So over two weeks, Melissa and Alex message a bunch. Melissa loves to travel and had actually lived near where Alex lives two years before, but she had moved back to Canada. And Alex is your typical American who hasn't really traveled much and isn't about leaving Florida at all. But Melissa is like all about traveling. And by the way, 
Not to put down Americans. I just feel like in my <laughs> travels personally, because I'm very worldly. Um, <laughs> you are, though. I mean, I love to travel. But when I go to other countries, I found that it's weird. Like people and it, the thing is, it's like the, the countries are so close to go and travel. So they travel a lot. But people budget like it's like a thing that that year they have to go on holiday or mm-hmm. they have to go on a trip. Like it's See, like a I huge just love thing. That they call it holiday. <laughs> yeah, but like I feel like in America we don't budget for that type of stuff. I mean, of course there's like exceptions a lot of people do, but I don't know a lot of people that make it a point like every year. To go year. on vacation yeah. every single year. Yeah, exactly. No, America we're too much of like a workaholic mindset. Yeah, and then it's then like, it's well, what like are you going to do with all that home, money and this. all that time? Yeah, it's not expensive. Die. You can't take it with you. My point. Melissa loved to travel. She was from Canada. Hey. <laughs> hey. Melissa offers to come and visit him after four weeks of chatting because um, Alex is like, yeah, fuck that. I'm staying in Florida. Forget <laughs> that. I'm not going to Canada. It's fucking cold. I know it. That's why now. I moved to America's way. Alex is super excited about this idea of her coming to visit. So Melissa asks if she can stay with him. And it's like, girl, no. Why would you do that? What if you don't hit it off? Now you have no fucking hotel. Exactly. I mean, of course, you can always go get a hotel, but... But still, wouldn't you want to have, like, a safe... Yeah. ...house? Exactly. So I was like, meeting mm, a stranger. We've only been talking for a month. Yeah. That's not long at all. Totally. So... Yeah. But the thing is, Alex is like, fuck yeah, girl. Get up in my one-bedroom <laughs> condo. And Melissa and Alex are like, one bed... Fuck yeah. So in the month that they were talking, he hadn't told anyone. So he starts cleaning up his house and making sure it looks perfect for Melissa. And then he tells his son, did I tell you that I have a friend coming to visit? Actually, it's a woman I met online. (laughs) (laughs) And his son's like, uh, no, you hadn't told me. So of course, he's hesitant because in 2004, he hadn't known anyone that had met someone online. Right. So Alex was adamant that she was staying with him and he had to get on board and trust his judgment. So his son's like, okay, whatever, dad. So Melissa drove to Florida from Canada and it was 2,000 miles. Oh my God. Like buy a fucking flight, bitch. Why, like, would, you, why would you do that for a stranger, first honestly, of all? Honestly, yeah. And Alex doesn't hear from her for days. <laughs> A storm is coming. Oh so my gosh. he's super Maybe she worried. didn't have that singular wireless plan. No, she did not have singular wireless. <laughs> but she makes it before the storm comes, but her GPS stopped working. So they she actually stops at a hotel, but doesn't get a hotel room. And they meet up and they totally hit it off. They both look like their pictures. They weren't liars. And um, Alex is super stoked. He's like, Wow, Melissa drove here. This is awesome. They go to dinner and they go back to his place. And then he's like, I can sleep on the couch. And she's like, no, no, no. Sleep in the bed with me. It's totally fine. I really like you. This isn't even, I'm not even uncomfortable with the idea. But she brought a bottle of wine. So she's like, let's relax in bed and drink this bottle of wine. So they do. And then they fall asleep. And 12 hours later, Alex wakes up in the hospital. He's told he fell. And Melissa rushes him to the hospital and tells them that she's his wife. No reason why she did that. But it's obviously not for good reasons. Nope. She ends up leaving that night because she it's really late when she takes him. And she says, I have your house key. So I'm just going to go back to your condo and clean it up and make everything great. So when you get home, it's spick and span, which totally feels like something, honestly, that my mom would do. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) So he was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Please. Please please." do. While she's at the condo, Alex's son shows up because he's like, 
this woman's at my dad's house. <laughs> and it scares Melissa because Alex had never mentioned he had a son. What? Yeah. How do you keep something like that hidden, especially if they're living in your home? Well, technically, he was living in a different house. Just oh, okay. He was just yeah, there to come just visit near him. to keep tabs. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. He was his like call for help alarm. That little like yeah, help life alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his life alert. Yeah. <laughs> so Dean is his son's name. Mm-hmm. So Dean, Alex's son, just says, "Hey, my dad called me and let me know that he fell. Like this has happened before. I was just checking in on you. He was really upset that he left you here alone, and she's just like super weird. Like she's like, uh, I." Didn't didn't know you had a son just like being really weird Mm -hmm. so dean's like okay you seem fine i'm just gonna go um let me know if my dad or you need anything so um as he's walking away he sees that she has a newer car and it doesn't look like she's there to take advantage of his dad like she has nice things Mm -hmm. so i think also in this situation when he started dating it kind of took some pressure off of him and stress because he was like okay someone else is there taking care of my dad i don't have to check in as often Mm -hmm. but i don't think he knew like what the situation was really i think he just thought she was visiting but with him being in the hospital and thankful that she was there to take him to the hospital i think that he just kind of was like wow this is really nice Mm -hmm. alex is released from the hospital with nothing wrong with him so Dean comes to visit the day he comes home and all of a sudden he walks into the house and there's tablecloths on the table and there's flowers and it seems to be decorated differently. But his dad seems super happy. And again, this feels like something my mom would do. And I'm like 90% <laughs> sure she did this with like the husband she has now. She's just a nice lady. She's just a sweet old lady. <laughs> So, over the next few days, Melissa takes care of Alex, cooking, cleaning, and just making sure he doesn't do anything to injure himself. Melissa officially moved in after only being there for two weeks. Like, what? Did he ask her to live with him, or she just kind of moved in subtly, like piece by piece? No, no uh, background on that. She just... Moved in. I'm sure she, I mean, she came to visit after a month and like stayed in this bed. I'm sure it was discussed. I don't know. They're old. They make weird decisions when you're old. <laughs> you, feel like people, you hear people make weird decisions. They're, when they're just old. like, yeah, it's whatever. Like the end of their life. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So one night, Alex wakes up and is coughing and can't breathe. He tries to go to the bathroom and falls again. So Melissa calls Dean to come to help her because she's not sure if it's nothing, so she doesn't want to call 911. Dean says when he gets there, his dad is not breathing well and totally out of it. So he's super concerned that it's another stroke because his dad had strokes previously. So because Alex had had the strokes and the diabetes, it makes it super difficult for the doctors to find out what's going on with his health and why he keeps falling and being out of it Mm -hmm. because he has all these symptoms. But when they do the tests, nothing comes back. Alex's health only gets worse. Over the next two months, the same incident happens seven more times. Almost every single week. That's fishy. I know. He's back in the hospital. It had now been 10 weeks since Melissa had moved in. Dean had his friend come with him to visit his dad after the last incident. Judy is a close friend to the family, and she knows Alex. And Judy takes Dean aside, saying something is wrong here. Your dad couldn't have declined in his health this quickly Mm -hmm. and it just seems wrong and the doctors feel like something's wrong dean is convinced with his dad's past 
that he is just getting older and the strokes and diabetes are just putting more wear and tear on his body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Judy tries talking to Alex, but he's super out of it. And he keeps trying to say, I want to marry Melissa. I love her so much. And Judy's like, bitch, just rest. We don't need to talk about this right now. So it's now January 2005 and Judy is getting a little more involved in the Alex and Melissa situation. After seeing him in the hospital and being worried, she happens to be talking to her friend Hillary and she's like, listen to this story, bitch. She's not like that, but that's how I imagine it went down. It's more fun. So she just recaps this story And she's like, get this. This woman moved from Canada, drove here. Now her friend's dad is sick as fuck. Well, now my friend's dad is sick as fuck. That's me writing for her. (laughs) Hillary is like, no, something's fishy. So she calls her husband, Mike. What do you know? Mike is a detective for the local police department. Ooh. Mike also thinks things are not adding up. (laughs) It's all about who you know. So because Alex was not recovering after his last fall, they put him in an assisted nursing home to help him recover. The nurses start bringing up concerns to Dean that Melissa keeps visiting and she has told the staff they are married. And to top it off, she now says she'd like to admit him, she'd like to admit him permanently to the living facility. And Dean is like, oh, what, bitch? What? <laughs> She's new <laughs> and not married to my dad. No. What the fuck? Because n- no. <laughs> I mean, none of these people talk like that. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> I would love to see like, uh, like a. It'd be a straight up drunk history. Episode. Yes. <laughs> like it'd be like me telling this story and then like just someone being in a nursing home be like, what bitch? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love get it. This shit. It out. Then the nurse breaks the news that she has power of attorney. What? Alex signed over power of attorney to Melissa. So that bitch weaseled her way in deep, and now she's in charge of his home, his bank, and his health. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Dean is now like, okay, Judy was right. That shit is wrong. (laughs) So Mike, the detective, decides to have a chat with Dean over his and Judy's concerns. Dean was relieved because he honestly had no idea what to do with all of this information he's been kind of like compiling. Mm. So Mike ends up sitting with Alex and they chat. And at first, he doesn't really see anything fishy just because... All the things that had happened prior to him, even Alex, even meeting Melissa and his health issues. It was just like some of these things can be kind of like written away. Mm -hmm. But Alex says he doesn't even remember falling, but he keeps waking up in the hospital bed. So he's like, okay, there has to be some correlation. So they they do a ton of blood work. And Alex had obviously had blood work done while he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So they compare the two results. And in both of the test results, he has a ton of benzodiazepine in his system. Those Benzos. Those benzos. We listen to those rap songs. We know about those benzos. I mean, I don't. I'm very white. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it's not anything he's prescribed on. Right. Like, this should not be in his system. Mm-mm. And for those of you that don't know and don't listen to rap music, benzo is a tranquilizer. <laughs> People use them to get high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the rappers. <laughs> those are, that's for the baby boomers out there. That's right. <laughs> For you baby boomers. There's a reason why you don't listen to that crap music. (laughs) Um, If too much is taken, it will kill you. So they go over his schedule with Melissa every day. 
and he tells them their day and then says, well, every night she gives me ice cream in bed. And isn't that so considerate and sweet? Oh my God. His memory up until the ice cream is great. (laughs) He never remembers after that. So Detective Mike is like, okay, yeah, I think I can put this together because bitch, this is rocket science. No. That bitch is correct. In so many words, he said that. So he starts looking into more information because obviously that isn't enough proof. He just like ate ice cream. He doesn't have the ice cream to test it. (laughs) So they start looking into Alex's finances because it was just discovered she now has full access. And they see that $18,000 was moved into Melissa's account. And Alex was not a rich man. So that was basically all of his life savings, which is so sad. He's such a sweet little man. (laughs) Um, this was heartbreaking to Dean. Dean and Mike tell Alex and Alex is quick to defend Melissa. He didn't want that to be true. And since they pressed for anything else that he could remember because they needed to build a case against her, he starts to remember that one of the times when he had fallen, he remembers Melissa just standing over him with her arms crossed, almost annoyed he wasn't dead yet. So this was enough for an arrest warrant. So they go to Alex's condo quickly to arrest her because they're concerned she will leave town and she's a Canadian citizen. Mm -hmm. They can't find her anywhere they're like okay she's old she can't get very far we put it like whatever so they start <laughs> they're very she's ch- old she can't get very far <laughs> she's they're very the chill. older you get the slower you are yeah, they're very chill <laughs> yeah. they're easy to catch <laughs> yeah exactly she's not gonna run anywhere where's she gonna go <laughs> so they can't find her they start looking into the national crime database to see if there's any other warrants because in his experience, these type of crimes are connected to other situations because this isn't a one-time offender. They found forgery cases, fraud cases, thefts piling up over 30 years. She had 30 convictions and 13 aliases. That's not it. So seems like Melissa's previous husband had died under similar circumstances. (gasps) The detectives start looking at the case of the previous husband. Oh, and they call Robert Frederick's son. Because remember, her name is Melissa Frederick. Mm-hmm. So they call her, they call Robert Frederick's son to see if he could recount anything similar to Alex. Was his dad in good health prior to meeting Melissa? Anything to link them? Turns out Dennis, Robert's son, tells Detective that they also met online when his father was looking for love and he had also suspected murder but had zero proof. Dennis said his dad even getting married to Melissa was insane to him. Melissa drove a wedge between Melissa drove a wedge between Robert and all of his sons. She's fucking crazy. Oh my god. Which also, they didn't say this, but remember when she acted really weird when she found out he had a son? Yeah. I think she kind of learned from that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, she thought that she was going into this situation. It was going to be clean and easy. Exactly. So when she found out he had a son, she was like, uh, 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 I have to rethink everything. Yeah. She was the- Thanks, (laughs) Dean. Oh, God. Thanks, Dean. Fuck off. So she was the sole beneficiary of his, of Robert's estate. And they were suspicious that she poisoned him because he died after less than two years of marriage. And he died of cardiac arrest. But 
due to her being married to Robert in control of his remains, she cremated him. Of course. Yeah. Which is kind of like... Um, it's such an easy way out exactly. when you know that you're poisoning somebody or doing something. Yeah. That literally yeah, yeah, is yeah. you're like, no one's ever going to find out. Yeah. Which like in <sighs> your story with the antifreeze, like I was so shocked she buried the first husband. Right? Yeah. Because usually that... Like this happens too often, guys, where people poison their spouse and then they <laughs> cremate them. And then yeah. you find out later that they did that. But it happens... So often that I'm like shocked when it doesn't. I know everything that all the news stories and stuff that I've been finding for these articles. It's just, yeah, that's what they do. Get rid of it. Get rid of the evidence. It's like throwing a body overboard. Yep. Get rid of it. So the doctor who signed Robert's death certificate did it over the phone. He didn't even actually check the body. So they thought he died of just basically the doctor was like, well, he's 84. So he old. He did. He old. He did. So, Dennis did some research and found that Melissa had quite a few aliases before. Melissa, insert any last name, and that's like a million aliases she's had. Mm. We said 13. So, 13. (laughs) But a million. (laughs) And found an article titled, Melissa Stewart, Manslaughter or Murder? Are you kidding? (laughs) Melissa had actually been charged for murder in the case of her ex-husband, Gordon Stewart, in April of 1991. She had said Gordon had driven her to a remote spot and raped her. And when he went to pee behind the car, she took her chance and escaped. And she backed up into him twice. (laughs) And it was witnessed by two people and she drove off. Oh, my God. In this case, there was an autopsy. (laughs) And Melissa learned from that. What do you know? And they found benzos in his system. Weird. But... That's not what killed him, but it definitely was about to kill him. Yeah, it was attributed, I'm sure. the two backups onto him killed him. <laughs> so, since it was seen as self-defense, she only was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to three years in prison. The detective updates Judy and Dean and everything he's just discovered from Dennis and his research. And he figures, dude... She is dangerous. Yeah. We need to find her. (laughs) She might be old, but she's dangerous. (laughs) So. She got those benzos. She's got the benzos in her purse. She will sprinkle them on your ice cream just (laughs) just to slow you down. Finally, the nursing home contacts the detective and they're like, okay, she called. She's on her way to the nursing home to visit Alex. The detective says he knows he needs to get her into custody and to stop thinking of her thinking of her as a grandma because he kept thinking of her like this sweet old lady. He's like, I need to remember she's a fucking bitch. (laughs) She's such a bitch. (laughs) It's what he yelled in her face. She was evil, but she didn't look like your typical evil person who would do this, which is why she got away with it for so long. Right. So they get there and right before she's walking into the nursing home, she lies and she says, I'm here to visit my husband. (laughs) And she's shocked. They're like, ma'am, we need to take you in for questioning. (laughs) So. Surprise, bitch. Surprise. (laughs) So this is super weird. I don't know why they did this, but they take her back to Alex's condo to do the questioning. Isn't that weird? So they wouldn't take like her to the police station to do the questioning. But as they're questioning her, they're going through the entire house and then they start going through her purse and they dump out like a shit ton of pills oh no so they're tic tacs <laughs> they're tic tacs they're my tic tacs <laughs> um so she denies taking any money which what a fucking dummy they have proof <laughs> giving any giving alex any pills and she said she had no criminal past <laughs> girl 
<laughs> you just can't dig yourself out of this one, honey. Just yeah. go ahead and say, She's okay. Like, I'm just a little old caretaker. <laughs> so they had enough evidence now to charge her with attempted murder. She agrees to a plea deal and is only charged with exploitation of the elderly, one count of grand theft, and two counts of forgery. This only gets her five years in prison, which is more than she got for murdering the first time. She's like Teflon. Like nothing is sticking to this woman. No. What the (laughs) heck? Alex survives the incident and he is the sweet old man who says she was just charming and I just wanted to give her my affections to her. (laughs) She wanted to do me in. (laughs) I know. Connecting to your story again, Dee calls her the Black Widow. Oh. And the Internet Black Widow, to be exact. And that is what she will be called by detectives from here on out. Melissa, the Internet Black Widow, is released from prison in 2009 after only serving four years. Great. And I know you guys are thinking, this is the end of the story, right? (laughs) They put her in prison. But you guys know this. Uh, She was in prison in 1991, and she was in prison again in the early 2000s. And she continued her shit. As soon as Melissa got out and moved back to Canada, she moved to a retirement community. Oh, no. Chock full elderly people. She doesn't want to be online. She's got them all around her. Oh, my God. So, with a shit ton of single men (laughs) all around her, she meets her neighbor, Fred. He's widowed and has kids, but guess what? They live 200 miles away. (laughs) He's a retired teacher with a pension, and that screams money to Melissa. So in September 2012, Melissa convinces him they should get married less than two weeks after meeting. Oh, my God. Four Four days later, he falls ill. Melissa says he has no family and suffers from Alzheimer's. It's Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's? I feel like I say it wrong. She has all of the timers. (laughs) (laughs) So, next to Ken, all of them, guys, all the timers. All the timers. Don't worry about it. I covered all my bases. He's all of them. So, his next to Ken is actually his son. So, the hospital is like, er, bitch, he has family. (laughs) So... (laughs) They all call people bitches. <laughs> Guys, I was in a mood when I wrote it, apparently. <laughs> so, since he has family and that bitch is a liar, his yeah. son's like, fucking call the police. <laughs> so, the police come and question Fred, and he's super out of it, just like fucking Alex was, because <sighs> guess what? He's he high a, on them benzos. He has a benzos in his system. So, they check his blood work, and what's really interesting is on is Fred is on zero medication. So the sheer fact that any medication is in his system is pure alarming. So Melissa comes back into the room after not noticing the police were there and walk right out saying, I'm not speaking to you. (laughs) So the cops are like, bitch, you don't even know why we're here. (laughs) So that was alarming to them. So they start looking into Melissa's background because... That was such a weird interaction that they're like, eh, okay. They find out that she's the infamous internet black widow. It was a carbon copy incident happening, and this was her MO. So they put out an APB for her car because she hadn't gone back to the hospital after visiting that day and then, like, peaced. So when – what are you saying? It was the next day. She's driving, and she gets pulled over, and she's like, oh, fuck, this is it. But the fucking cop is like, no, ma'am, your taillight's out. Just get that fixed. 
like fucking cliche shit so he goes in he's like it's a little lady i don't really care so he goes to call it in and they're like uh there's an apb out for that car Uh, go fucking find her (laughs) at this point she's fucking peaced out because she like has like a nice car and freaking went 90 or whatever she just she's like (laughs) spun out her old my tail lights out whatever (laughs) so they find um so they go to the retirement community that she lives in and they find her and they find a shit ton of tranquilizers so they had enough to charge her with attempted murder but again she pleads guilty and takes a lesser charge and plea deal and is only sentenced to three and a half years in prison and fred survives oh that's good yeah melissa is released march 18th 2016 with a fucking walker <laughs> like she's just- <laughs> And as part of her sentencing, she is not allowed to go on the internet and has to inform the government of any men that she is dating so they are able to be warned of her past. And of course, this bitch is fucking caught on the internet in the library and arrested again. Oh my god. And there are no other updates on this bitch. Probably still in jail or maybe not, but... Yeah. <laughs> government is keeping a very close eye on her. You're not allowed to go on the internet. Yeah, bitch got banned from the internet. Oh my god, crazy. <laughs> Hasn't even been out that long. <laughs> I know. That's nuts. So there were survivors. I tricked you guys, but unfortunately, where did she get all those benzos? <laughs> like, that's yeah. They never really addressed that. But where did she get all that benzo? Well, I mean, she's old. Yes. Okay, so th- we're just gonna jump right into mine too. Let's so this it. is about Claude. Tex, MacGyver, 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 and Diane MacGyver. So Diane, let's talk about Diane. She had been previously married. She's got no kids and she's a boss ass bitch. Yeah. She's a self-made millionaire businesswoman who was enjoying this new chapter in her life now that she got through that divorce and she's like in her 40s. Doing her thing. It's the year 2000. Diane's 47, and she moved to the Buckhead neighborhood in Atlanta, Georgia. She's the beautiful new woman in town that is a proven successful force in the world with a sharp tongue and a generous heart. Tex, that's what they call him through everything. He doesn't go by Claude. He goes by Tex. Tex is a decade older than her. Also previously divorced. He's estranged from his two kids. So it was probably your lady going, her dream come true. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No kids? Let me get right on there. Let's get married. (laughs) So he lives in Buckhead and he owns a lot of land out there, has a lot of money. And after his divorce, he just threw himself into his work as an attorney. So he's successful also. Okay. He's not really dating. But when Diane moves to town, he was immediately drawn to her. <gasps> he would leave notes on her car, notes on her doorstep and would talk to her friend and be like, I don't know. Nothing's working. I really need to meet her and talk to her. And he just was trying to find an in because he was just infatuated with her from afar. Oh my so God. pretty interesting chemistry that happened there. I want this to end happy. I know it <laughs> <laughs> so she wasn't interested. She was busy with work and she was getting to know the new town that she moved into. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward. They began dating. <gasps> they, Spoiler. They hit it off immediately. They had a lot more in common than they realized. Uh, they love to host parties for their friends. They're the same political party. They would have events. It's not a political podcast. We're just going to leave Let's that out. Let's not talk about it. 
<laughs> but they would host uh, political events at Texas Weekend Home that was called The Ranch. Mm. And five years later, they got married. Oh, that's so, a reasonable amount of time. To right. Take five years. Pretty yeah. good. Before you mm-hmm. take the plunge instead of yeah. four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or two weeks. Yeah. The By worst. Cheese. Um, so they both already were wealthy and they both went through painful, expensive divorces. So they decided that when they get married, they're just going to keep their assets separate. Oh, fair. It's a little unheard of, but it made sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so Diane she has a godson. He's 11 years old. His name's Austin Schwal. And she absolutely loved and adored him because she didn't have any kids. Hex loved him also. Aww. And they threw extravagant birthday parties for him, paid for his school and his tutoring, like anything they could do. Uh, there was a little thing that I read in one of the articles that said if, um, if they were like on their deathbed and like Austin needed toothpaste then Diane would get out of her deathbed and go get him toothpaste. Like, that's how much Aww. she loved him and, like, wanted to just give him everything. That's so sweet. I think it was just, like, a, f- it was just a, f- a mutual friend that yeah. she had. And they're like, I want you to be his godparent. <sighs> that's so sweet. So sweet, right? So there was one thing that Diane did that went a little too far for tax. And she altered their will. So that way Austin would actually inherit inherit that ranch house after the two of them passed away mm. it really wasn't hers to give mm. even though she actually like was part owner yeah, of it that's true but it didn't make tex too happy Uh-oh. so fast forward again and after a long weekend out of town they just went to probably another one of their properties wherever in georgia mm-hmm. and um it was diane tex and diane's friend danny joe and they were all on their way home the after like southern i know ever. after like a three-day weekend and so um on the night of september 25th 2016 danny joe was driving as diane and tex had been day drinking Okay. Yeah. Love me some day drinking time. Oh, yeah. We it's discussed just- it. <laughs> both night drinking and day no, drinking. No, it's too hard. We can't take naps. Yeah. Drink water, take naps. Yeah. <laughs> so Diane sat in the front passenger seat and Tex sat behind her in the back passenger seat. And he was in and out of sleep on the drive home. They're like 75 miles away from their house. Holy shit. A little bit of a drive. <laughs> and That's a fucking road trip. <laughs> yeah. So... He was in and out of sleep in the back seat, but noticed that they were driving through a rough neighborhood. Oh. So he asked his wife to pass him the gun that's located in the center console. No. It's wrapped in a plastic bag. He would like to just keep it hidden. And he dozed off again in the back seat and then woke up to a shot being fired. So Tex asks if everyone in the car is okay. Danny Joe says she's fine, but Diane mutters that she's been shot. She was shot in the back. The bullet went through the back of her seat, hit her left rib cage and her diaphragm, severed a vein and an artery in her spleen, and then hit several organs, including her left kidney and her stomach. So there was a lot of damage that this bullet just ripped through. There was no 911 call. After the shot happened, nobody... I was crazy. (laughs) Nobody did anything. I don't know. Um, Wait, what? Why didn't they? Nobody. Called? So, yeah, I think because they were already in a car, he figured oh, we can just take it, matters into our own okay, hands. Got it. But they didn't call 911 to get help. I mean, emergency services would be there. Lickety split. So were they like racing to the hospital? Yeah. Oh, so I guess, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not 
too bothered by it, but right. also 75 miles away, they're probably in the middle of fucking nowhere. You never, I, I don't know Atlanta, Georgia. Like, I don't know. Everything's pretty far away. Like I, I love Georgia. The, the pictures of the ranch house is like gorgeous and it's a lot of land. Oh, God. You yeah. should just start a just know about the peaches on Instagram about for all the murder houses. <laughs> They're beautiful. I would love to live in them. <laughs> I feel like you always have facts about their houses. <laughs> their house. I just can't help but look up their houses. I don't know. Mike got me into like Google Maps and now I'm like, let me see a house. I want to see where you live. <laughs> let me see on the map. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. You can even like walk down their streets. Like, oh, it's so cool. Anyway. Oh my god! Every week I say I this, but I saw this meme or a video yesterday, and it was someone was looking at Google Maps, and this guy looked like he was falling. <laughs> and then the next image was like when you go forward with the arrow, and then you look back, and the guy was down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I want to find it. It's so good. Oh my god, that's the best thing I've ever seen. It is so good. Like that's like a dream come true. Yes. Google Maps. Oh my gosh. I know people are always trying to find naked people in their front lawn. Oh or yeah. Like, oh yeah. See if you can find somebody yeah. passed out in a gutter. Yeah. That was that's terrifying. pure gold. Pure gold. <laughs> Finding someone in a gutter compared to what I just showed you. It's a, a little polar harsh. opposite, but. <laughs> Now I know you have a real niche. I do. Google, <laughs> Google Maps. Shows. I'm trying to find all the dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Poor so, man. Houses. Maps. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so Tex told Danny Joe uh-huh. to drive to the nearest hospital. So instead of calling 911, they figured they could just make it there themselves. Okay. <clears throat> well, Tex decided to go to Emory Hospital. Which was the furthest hospital away. Wait, why did he decide that? He just, in a daze, was like, we need to go to the hospital. Let's go to this one. And <sighs> thought that he couldn't remember, like, the hospital that they, that was closer, that they should have gone to. Like, I mean, the man lives in the area. He mm. knows, he knows where these hospitals are. So, Emory was the furthest hospital away. They were really wealthy, and one of the best trauma centers in all of Georgia, which is Grady Hospital, was only three miles away. So prosecutors believe that Tex wanted Diane to bleed out, so they drove to Emory. Diane died on the operating table at 1249 a.m. after being shot by her husband's Smith & Wesson 38 caliber revolver. It's like a heavy-duty gun, man. Mm-hmm. So Tex told police the gun must have just gone off by itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I was asleep, and it just the gun just went off. He had had several break-ins to his home and in his car, so he liked to keep his revolver hidden in a plastic bag. He is a gun owner. He has 35 other guns in his home. (gasps) He was in the military, and he knows how to use a damn handgun. Mm -hmm. Don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to fire. Duh. Like, hello. Hello. So gun experts argue that you need a few pounds of pressure for this gun to go off. It doesn't just fire on its own. But yet, Tex has no idea how it happened. Of course he doesn't. Right. I was asleep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So the investigation is going on. He's They can't really convict him of anything because they think that it's just accidental. Ugh. And so while the investigation was going on, just two months after Diane's death, Tex just started selling all of her fur coats, handbags, jewelry. It looked like a fucking department store. <gasps> like, he... 
was trying to sell all of her stuff to only the highest bidders in estate sales so he can get the money for it. And then when he was questioned, he's like, no, no, no. Diane wanted it this way. It's in her will that she wanted to pay. She wanted to give her friends lump sums of money. And the only way I can pay for that is to sell her stuff. And they're like, that doesn't that doesn't really make sense. Like, you need to stop. Stop selling her stuff. Oh, he was just like so concerned about money and the finances where they're like, you're not even sad. You're not sorry. You're not sad. You're not mourning. You're just gathering up her things and trying to sell them. Yeah. So that looks a little bit off. Later, he tried to manipulate Danny Joe, their friend and their driver, Uh to tell police. He wanted her to tell police that she wasn't driving or even in the car when it happened. But she was on the videotape when they drove up to Emory Hospital. So she's like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. They already know I was driving. And how are they going to... Where was the gun then? Yeah. And who well, who was driving? You? Then who shot Diane? How? Like, no, it doesn't work. So we tried to make it seem like, oh, I just don't want the media to come after her. I just want the media to stop asking her questions. What? Take some of the, the heat off of her because she had nothing to do with it. But it's like... She's a witness. She was in the car when it happened. Yeah. She's involved, whether she wants to be or not. Hmm. So on December 20th, 2016, the Atlanta Police Department concluded that the shooting was not intentional. Based on their findings, the Fulton County District Attorney charged Tex with involuntary manslaughter and reckless conduct because... He mishandled the gun, Mm -hmm. and they don't really know what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, the district attorney's office, since they finally had something on him, Mm -hmm. they decided to launch their own investigation for the shooting. And the prosecutors were like, this isn't accidental. So we're going to do our own separate investigation, even though you guys think that it's not intentional. We see otherwise. Mm -hmm. So long story short... Tex wanted her money. He wanted her, like, I think it was, like, a $7 billion, like, estate or something like that. Or $7 what? million estate. Like, she, like, the woman had a lot of money. Oh, my God. $7 million estate. Oh. Like, her liquid assets were far beyond what he owned, even though he owned all that land. Yeah. So, what happened is his salary at his firm as an attorney was slashed in half. And he actually ended up borrowing money from Diane. He borrowed, like, $700,000 from her. Oh, my God. And um, deeded her her half of the ranch house. That's why she put it in the will to give to Austin. Uh, And then that's what kind of set him off because he was like, well, if she's going to start giving away my stuff, (gasps) then I'm going to have a problem with that. So he he was supposed to pay her back with interest, but he wasn't making enough money to pay her back. And she wasn't really hounding him for the money but he felt but she it was made like his own yeah she he he probably had that nagging uh-huh. feeling in the back of his mind so even though they kept their assets separate he needed her money and he was having to pay back the loans that he owed her at the same time so the only way that he was able to undo all that was to kill diane guys if we've said it once we've said it again <laughs> get an accountant men with your fucking money with your finances god damn it i know get an accountant <laughs> Just have somebody help you. Again, just ask, ask for, for help. directions. Ask for help. Ask for help. <laughs> we will continue. Exactly. To help you. That's all we Learn want. these rules. I mean, he could have enjoyed that money while she was still alive. Like, what the fuck? They like, could... what do you think is going to happen? <sighs> what an idiot. It was such an idiot. So what was so crazy is that the jury couldn't come to uh, an actual conclusion to, um, like, convict him on a murder charge. Mm. So what they 
ended up having the jurors do is actually sit in the back of the car. It was like a Ford Explorer. They had they were sitting in the back of the car and there was like this long it looks like a long straw and oh, they put it through project. the target point. Yeah, through the back of the chair, through the front so you can see exactly how and where it hit her. Okay. And if you're looking at like, oh, if you just fell asleep with this in your hand, the trajectory oh, yeah. is a what little is- bit off. <gasps> really? Because it's a handgun that he shot her with. Yeah. So after oh, after that, it kind of made sense <gasps> to the jury. So February 18th of 2019, Tex McIver is found guilty of the murder of his wife. He was found guilty of felony murder. And for that, he will serve a life in prison. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. I was looking it up and he had five counts against him. So count one was malice murder. And they said that's not it. He's not guilty for malice murder because he acted with emotion and not reason. Okay. So it was weird because they said he's a guilty on count two for a felony murder. Normally, you would have to be guilty for malice murder and all and also be guilty for felony. I don't know. Just the way they mapped it out because it wasn't intentional. I think I said it was like 42 days for him to go pick up his wife's remains because she was cremated, (laughs) even though they knew what happened to her. Even though they knew she was poisoned. Right. Um, But who knows? And then he just like picked up her remains and put her in the back of his closet. What? Yeah. So he's not remorseful, likes to play the victim like, no, it was complete accident. But when they really took a closer look at it, I mean... Ugh, that I just thought that was kind of nuts. That's so nuts. Yeah. What Straight up shot her in the back in their car on the way home from a long vacation <sighs> or like a long weekend. It was a fucking road trip. <sighs> that drive. That's 75 miles. <laughs> that's a long ass time to be in a car. <laughs> Too many miles. But that's fucking crazy. Right? Wow. Well, All yeah. right. Well, again, thanks for tuning in to our horrible story. <laughs> to our horrible stories. Um, so really quick, we wanted to do something to thank you guys and to also hopefully get you guys involved in getting more listeners to our podcast. So we thought it'd be really fun to do a giveaway. Woohoo! We're going to post on the Instagram. We're giving away a really fucking awesome tote because everyone can use a tote. I don't know if even if you're not in California and perhaps you're in another state, but we don't get plastic bags here so we can always use a new tote. So we thought we would give you guys a tote and we would give away a shout out on the podcast, which guys, I don't know if you know, we have quite a few listeners. We're gaining popularity. We are gaining popularity week by week. So if you get a shout out, a lot of people will hear your name. <laughs> <laughs> we could even tag you. We can make a little specialized post about you. We will tag you as a you. winner. We will thank you. Publicly on our Publicly. Instagram platform. So tune in um, on Monday. It's going to be only a week because we don't want to like overdo it. But it's going to be from on Monday the 15th through the 21st. And we will pick a winner at random after that. And all of the rules and the guidelines will be posted on the Instagram because we truly haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) But we do know the prize. So... Um, We'll have all of that for you guys. Just pay attention to the Instagram that week Mm -hmm. and we will have rules and regulations. I'm working on trying to get a Facebook for all you fucking baby boomers out there that don't have Instagram. (laughs) Just really am riding on the We'll invite all our parents to be on the Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I just called it the Facebook. So Rachel, you can tell I don't first use it. generation Facebook. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I'm trying to work on that. So maybe by then we'll have that. Uh, if we don't, I'm sorry. And I'm a liar. I'll cut this out. Um, 
Um, Hopefully you guys are stoked on the prize and stoked on wanting to participate and help us with this podcast because we honestly wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. (laughs) We love doing this, but truly, like, if no one was listening, we probably would have been over it by now. That's true. It's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. We have so much fun. We would just be talking about this without mics. (laughs) We'd just be writing stories and hanging out and telling (laughs) stories over a campfire. Did you hear about this one? Did you hear? (laughs) Thank you guys again for tuning in and for just being there for us we feel we feel the love and support we saw some more um ratings on itunes again for god's sake please rate us and review us (laughs) subscribe subscribe get on our instagram and we'll see you next week for another horrible story bye And then I was told I was allergic to milk, but I ignored that until I was lactose intolerant. (laughs) We all tried to just, no, it's fine. The cheese is worth it. The ice cream is worth it. Until it it wasn't. Until it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help it. I literally wrote, nice. (laughs) You can't forget that. You can't. Guys, you can't move past a 69-year-old. Without making a joke. You can't. Um... By the way, I'm obsessed with Canadians. So, um, if there's any Canadian listeners out there that uh, know a girl, know a Canadian man, hook it up. There you go. <laughs> um, there's just so much to do in Florida and read about that. Like he was like, no way. I really, I really want to go on an airboat. No. I'm like dying to go on I an airboat. I don't want to fall in the water though. Isn't it like super shallow? But there's alligators <laughs> and snakes. I don't know. It's so appealing to me. I think it's so I cool. I hope you do that. One day. I want that for you. I will go on holiday One to America's Way. One day I'll go on way. holiday to a penis state and you will. You're going to see me on an airboat holding an alligator and an American flag and a bikini with American shorts on the front of that airboat. It's just going to. And I will judge you. <laughs> and I will wonder. The most American I could possibly <laughs> I will wonder that day. Is that a MAGA hat? What happened? (laughs) No, it's just a red one. (laughs) They didn't have any more at the store. It's just red. It's just red. (laughs) They ruined the color for life. (laughs) Although you would be embraced very deeply in that state. That's a little scary. Anyways, (laughs) this isn't a political podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So... So Dean is convinced with his... Dean is convinced his dad... Oh my god. Judy tries taking... Judy... Oh my god. Words. (laughs) Words are hard. Words are so hard. (laughs) Judy tries talking to Alex, but he's super out of it. But the start... But... Okay, I got this. <laughs> it's now January 2005, and Judy is getting a little more involved in Alex and Melissa's in the Alex. <laughs> truly, take a sip of water. Restart. Oh my god. Truly, what is life? I just tried to scratch my ear with my headphones over it. <laughs> <laughs>
Nope. <laughs> I'm not sure it's only gonna do anything. Just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Away. <laughs> so. It's like whenever I look at manslaughter, I'm like, man's laughter. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. It's a bit bad. Girl, girl. <laughs> All right. So, as I snore, <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's like, I can't stop. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the World Wide Web. <laughs> That's what it was when I first started. Oh my for god, her. it really was. Yeah, isn't that? That's. It's too crazy. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm ready to it's, uh, listen. This is a good one. All right, we okay. rolling. We rolling. We good. We keep it rolling. <laughs> we hate it. Don't hate. We listening. <laughs> I like that. I like that one better. Yeah.